Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kid States in the Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Cooper, and joining me, as always, is Solomon Cooper. Good job. I didn't want to it's say a my little name. Bit, little bit disappointing, but um, better than the last couple of What do you jokes. mean? The last ones weren't It would have been really bad if I didn't say my name. Yeah. I would have been like... No, I'm Solom- glad you did. It would have been really bad. Good. Like, yeah. worse than all the other ones. Well, It now, wouldn't even sounded good. Now we don't need to spend the first 10 minutes of the show... Uh, talking about the dumb joke that you made for your name. It wasn't even going to be a joke. Anyway, we have a great show for you this week. We're going to be talking about um, the new Halo show, which I know some people don't care about and some people haven't been looking forward to, but there are those of us who have been excited about it since it got launched. Kind of off to a bumpy start so far, but we'll dive into that in just a second. And then we're also going to talk about the latest Pixar movie that has somehow become a cultural lightning rod because of Facebook moms the world over. Mm-hmm. Actually, I shouldn't say the world over. It seems like this is very specifically a U.S. problem. Yeah. Um, problem. Using air quotes there for those of you who are just listening at home. Um, but yeah. And that movie is Turning Red. Didn't yeah. even say the name of the movie. Yeah, I forgot about it. How unprofessional of us. Also known as Panda Movie to my father. Yeah, or Red Panda Movie. That's pretty much everybody calls it, the Red Panda Movie. Yeah. And yeah. I still think it's ridiculous that it's called Red Panda. It's a Red Panda. So Red pandas are little raccoons. Yeah. What, what, what do you mean? I don't understand why it's confusing. Red pandas are just red raccoons. Yes. They're not they're big not ac- pandas. They're not raccoons. No, they, they're they a part of the raccoon family. Pa- yeah, but they're not like raccoons. But yes. But they yeah. basically are. They're the size of raccoons. They look pretty much like red they raccoons. They have the raccoon tails. Yeah. I know um, what a red panda is. I know. I'm just saying. It just so you're saying silly. that you're... You're complaining about the design of the pandas in the movie. No, I'm not. I think but we're not talking about that movie yet. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just getting ahead of myself. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is kind of weird. It's going to be bittersweet because uh, this conversation about the new Halo show is going to sound more negative than how I feel about it. But, you know, you guys don't, uh, you guys don't tune in to listen to us blow smoke up your behindy. You want the truth, the hard truth. Yep. So... <laughs> So true. Only facts for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so this Halo show, let's just do a little bit of a, a quick dive in to the history of the show. I keep saying dive. I, all I, I do is want to dive into things. <laughs> I know. It's kind of absurd. Uh, so I was going to make a comment about it. Um, but yeah, so this show uh, went into development at the beginning, like not, not just the beginning, at the announcement for the original Xbox One. And what's happening? I, I'm feeling heartburn. What? My my chest is hurting. This is why it's so difficult to do a <laughs> podcast with you. I'm having a heart attack, Dad. I, I kind of want you to have a heart attack now. <laughs> All right, continue. 
You keep, you just keep derailing everything. It's like you it like it's like you can't focus for more than three seconds. No, I'm focused. I think you have severe, massive ADHD. No, I'm focused. We think we should take you to the doctor. No, the brain doctor. I'm good. Stop doing that. It hurts. It's so irritating. All right. So during the announcement. Yeah, during the if you don't stop doing weird stuff, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna not. lose my mind. Uh, during the announcement for the Xbox One, they announced the Halo show. Steven Spielberg was gonna uh, direct it or produce it or whatever. And um, if you remember, whenever that Halo game came out, uh, I think it was Halo 3 or 4? 4? 5? I don't remember. Xbox One? First Probably th- Halo 4. No, it was not it Halo 5. 4. Had to have been 4 or 5. Yeah, it was so, not 3. But they launched the Halo channel, if you remember. Oh, mm-hmm. they launched it the, in the Master Chief collection. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, so um, they launched the Halo channel, so we were, they were like releasing a lot of stuff to get us all hyped up for the show, and it just kept not happening, kept not happening. And then they decided the Xbox, the whole Xbox... TV channel thing and Halo channel all kind of went away. So then they decided to move the show to Showtime. So it was getting developed at Showtime. And it went through a ton of showrunners. Anyway, very, very bumpy history here. Mm-hmm. And um, now it's on Paramount Plus. And now it's on Paramount Plus. So it's still like, it's weird. It's like when the credits come up, it's like Paramount Plus and still produced by Showtime because Showtime still paid for a lot of the, a lot of the um, production cost. Yeah. Um, and Amblin Studios, so Spielberg is still attached to it, or his studio is. Um, and so, yeah, like, the show finally came out, uh, honestly, with very little fanfare. Probably some of you all are wondering why we're even talking about it, because you didn't even know about it, and you don't care about it, but I do. You and, should watch it. Um, you really should watch it. Yeah, so, uh, well, yeah. Especially if you like Halo. If you're going to go ahead and... Skip past all the history things and just tell people if the, how much you liked it, and that's totally fine. Oh, I'm just like weird way of building into a conversation. Just letting them know. Totally acceptable. You're like, why are you talking just about? Turn this the way? podcast off now. We'll just tell you to go watch the show. No, no. I'm just saying they should go watch it. You were saying that if you why are you even talking about this? I was just letting them know early why we're talking about it is because it's good and you should watch it. Okay. Keep going. What do you mean? I thought you, I thought you wanted to talk about See more history. See how hard it is to go further once you already get to the end. I thought you were going to keep talking about nope, history. we skipped the history now. History part, history time is over. You ruined it. You canceled it. Now I'm canceling you. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Okay. So, yeah. So, it's been a rocky road to get here, but the show finally dropped last week. And, um, yeah. Only got one episode to go on so far. You already know what Solomon thinks about it. It's amazing. Um, really? You think it's amazing? There's only I have only have like one issue with it. Well, then I'll say what some of my issues are. So first of all, we have uh, this is going to sound like a weird complaint, but so you have Pablo Schreiber playing Master Chief. Mm-hmm. Um, totally fine. He's not the biggest name actor in the world, but he's a good actor. I think he was nominated for several Emmys for Orange Is the New Black where he played a prison guard nicknamed Pornstash. Um, not the character, or not the actor I would have chosen based on that character to play Master Chief, mm-hmm. but um, he's yeah, good. He, he's good. Um, and then it just rapidly slides into a huge pile of generic nothing actors so far in the pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, I... Don't normally care if it's a no-name actor, but a lot of the actors who are playing like the military commanders and things like that, um, they it's not that they're actively bad. It just seems like 
the kind of working actors who only have worked in like D-list sci-fi channel movies, you know, like yeah. Sharknado or no worse. Like at least Sharknado kind of got into the zeitgeist for a little bit. More like the people who would be acting in, you know, giant shark versus robot octopus <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so they just seem bored. They seem like they don't seem like they have very much confidence in the material that they're saying. They also don't seem like they're interested in acting anymore. I don't know. I'm projecting yeah. a lot of like emotional baggage onto these people, but it's hard to express how flat and boring and lifeless some of these I actors are. So, yeah, they're, some of them are pretty good or just like at least they're okay. But other than them, they just seem so boring. Like they don't add anything to the character. Like anyone could play that person. It's not like, oh, that person was really good. I like the way they said that line. And so the person who plays, well, I guess we should just do a, I, I don't want to spend too much time on this because I know a lot of people, if you didn't, if you don't care about Halo they at can, all. They can fast forward. I know, but I still, so just a quick plot setup. Essentially, um, it is, I guess, a prequel to like the original Halo games. It's not a prequel to the it's, Halo games. You're right, you're right. It's, it's not, because it's, it's, I know it's an alternate timeline. They, yeah. they also established that. It's an alternate timeline, and it's um, also, it's it's like early on into like the Spartans. So Halsey's just now making the Spartans. Yeah, so if you don't know anything about Halo at all, essentially Spartans are super soldiers in super soldier armor who've been basically kidnapped. As children. As young children, and then bred for war, and then are surgically enhanced to make them be able to use certain armor by a scientist who is dubiously ethical named Halsey. Yeah. Also, they take away all their memories. And they and they erase their memories. So, uh, yeah, the actress that plays Halsey is, is Natasha, like, McCloney or something, Mahoney. I don't know. I, I don't can't know. pronounce her last name. I, she's on Californication. Other than that, a bunch of stuff that I haven't ever seen before. She's good, bunch though. Bunch of network TV. Yeah, she's good. But after that, I'm talking. I'm not kidding. We're like leaping off a cliff of name recogni recognition, mm -hmm. recognizability. Uh, yep. Recognition. I don't know. I don't know. Recognition. Let's just move. Let's just hope everybody moves past the fact that I don't know words anymore today. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, I mean, like uh, the, vo the the actress who voices uh, Cortana in the game. She's voicing Cortana apparently in the show, but Cortana really? hasn't been in the show yet. That's cool. Uh, Cortana is Master Chief's, you know, AI companion. Yeah, it, like it uh, enhances him and his brain, and uh, so it's better so, fighting. So the pilot episode sets up what's going to be this kind of near, weird new universe where um, the UNSC, which is basically like the human beings military, right? It's all of humanity's military. Yeah, not one country's. Um, they were setting them up in a way that seems like they are very bad and oppressive. Yeah. Um, they set up the Spartans as essentially having been used as, uh, I don't know, like essentially used to silence any opposition. They're basically like the nuclear option. You know what I mean? But, yeah. but the UNSC apparently is using them on civilians, which seems like overkill to me. Um, and we'll get into some of the silliness of some of the things that, that Bothered me there. I did forget that, that about that, and I did not like that very much. Um, it was fine in the beginning, and it just kept getting like more and more evil, yeah. which is weird. Well, I'm just gonna try and get through the plot real quick. Um, but yeah, it's like so. Essentially, there's a uh, an alien attack on a <clears throat> rebel outpost. The Spartans come in. There's only one survivor. It's this uh, girl, 
And it's like what happens between her and Master Chief is, you know, pretty much the plot of the pilot episode. Mm -hmm. So um, let's start off with the let's start off with the let's start off with the good first, at least for me or for from from your point of view. From my point of view. Yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, that was the what was when it, when it started. How do you feel about it? What was happening? Um, like when it like the very beginning of the episode. Yeah, I don't want to start at the end. Where do you want me to start? Like the at, very the, beginning. The very beginning. Towards like okay, the beginning was just some introducing all this outpost. You know, it meeting some new characters. You know. Oh my God! Not that close to the beginning. <laughs> growing attached to them. Um, and then, then the Spartans come in. And that is whenever I was losing my mind. I was so excited because he does a superhero landing. It was just so awesome. And the way they did the Spartans was amazing because they feel heavy and strong and fast. And they used a lot of the sounds from the video game, which I love because I, I played the video game. So I was just super excited. Like my brain was just stimulated to the maximum of its capacity. Yeah, the, that, that opening action scene the great thing about it was like you said they um they nailed the physicality of the spartans and i thought i mean i've read online that some people are saying that they thought the cgi was really dodgy for the aliens i didn't feel like that at all no i did think that the elites did look kind of weird because they're kind of thick yeah but that was because you had an issue with the way they redesigned them that was it like you weren't ever saying like you thought the cgi yeah was the dodgy. cgi was fine i didn't either great honestly I thought the, I thought that that was really I thought they did a great job of like doing good action scene and also trying to like do fan service for the for the folks in the game. Yeah. But the opening does also have the um, one of the bigger problems that I have with uh, the show, and that is it would alternate between looking really good and really expensive and looking really cheap, like it was a Sci-Fi Channel show. Yeah, like it like they did a green screen or something, and it looked so like it just like you saw it, and I was like, oh, that looks weird and then it would like go back to looking great again and it looks great for the rest of the episode it's just that one scene looks really gross yeah because like so the the lot where the where the outpost is supposed to be where all the people are definitely is like a set so it's designed yeah whereas they for the other part they tried to shoot it partially on location, I think, like in the, some woods, mm -hmm. which didn't really match the rest of the environment. So you have to put some kind of red filter on it, so it looked like they were in like some kind of red forest. Yeah, I don't know. And then, and then, yeah, like the, you're saying, there was a shot where they're like climbing down a rock, and it's very clearly has a green screen behind them. Mm -hmm. um, it's just lit really, really brightly and um, flat. So yeah, yeah it's it looks bizarre. Very flat. And it, it, it's not even that it makes it look. It's not even about it how cheap it looked. It's, it was just, like, so amateurish. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and then, like, getting into the plot, uh, uh, like, I could go on and on about s some nitpicky things I think are really annoying. But I just thought it was a really bizarre choice to make the the UNSC the bad guys. Yeah, like, I'm like, like, as a whole. It wasn't just, like, there's some bad guys. Like, in this show... The whole UNSC seems bad. Yeah, they the none of these people like like the UNSC. Like, and it's weird because when they saw the Spartans, they were scared, which is it's an and they attacked them. Yeah, it's interesting. Like that's it's new, but I just don't like the idea. Like I just wish it wasn't because that the UNSC was bad. It's just that they would think that like 
the Spartans have too much power. They're too strong. So, like, being scared of them made sense. No, but we find out. And they're new, so you'd be like, oh, I don't know if I want them to be protecting me. Well, and this is another thing. And this is, it's like, it's like the laziest form of trying to do something edgy and, and, you know, critique the system or whatever, where you make your good guy have a bad guy past. And I think that was the wrong choice for Master Chief. I, I mean, it, honestly, it's it, it's not just the wrong choice for him. It's idiotic. It doesn't add anything to it. Because we find out, if you remember, about midway through the episode, that Master Chief and his and his fellow Spartans massacred a whole group of civilians. Yeah. And the girl's like, what, you just follow orders no matter what? He's like, yeah, they could know something that I don't know. But just massacred a group of unarmed civilians mm-hmm. in their giant Spartan armor for but- no reason. The thing is, it makes sense now that, I'm, now that I'm thinking about it. Because he knows nothing. He doesn't have his own control, basically. They just tell him what I'm to do. I'm not saying it doesn't make sense in the context of what they're doing in the show. I'm just saying... Like it, doesn't make context, it doesn't make sense for the UNSC to do that. It doesn't make sense to add that as a part of his character. Is there any part of you that said, I hope in this new Halo show, it turns out that they used to be a murderer? Well, I... No, why, why would I think that? Exactly, that's well, what I'm But saying. the thing is, like, I wouldn't think anything. I wasn't hoping anything. For that. I was just hoping that the Halo show would be good. <laughs> well, that's a dumb, boneheaded thing to do. If they made a Batman or Superman movie, you wouldn't want them changing his backstory to where he used to be a murderer who did war crimes. That'd be pretty cool, actually, if Batman did that. Not Superman, though. Superman's naturally good. That would not be very cool. If Batman was like originally evil and he slowly like, or like he killed people. No, no, if he was like an anti-hero. You know anti-hero. what? You should go work for Paramount Plus because you sound like you no. have just as good of ideas as their writers. I meant if, if Batman became like an anti-hero and then slowly became a hero. There We're not a- talking about Batman. That was a few episodes ago. Anyway, so there's a couple of uh, there's a couple of uh, things like that plot things that kind of irritated me. Um, I thought it was really stupid the UNSC then doubled down on evil as if they weren't already evil enough by trying to have. Master Chief assassinate a little kid because the little kid says that she's going to lie about what happened and like blame the UNSC. So they're going to kill her. Like, how about this? She's a 12 year old kid. Who's going to listen to her? Uh, put her in jail, uh, block all of her, uh, space Twitter feed <laughs> to make sure she can't say anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the only reason that she says that is because they say they're going to use her for propaganda and, you know, make a, they wanted her to make a propaganda video for the military. I mean, it's a and true she, propaganda And video. she says, no, how about I go tell them this lie? And they're like, okay. And instead of just not making the video, they say Master Chief has to kill her. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. And not only that, whenever he, whenever he doesn't do it, then they just, like, try and, like, what, take him out? Like, take control of his ship? Mm-hmm. Not to pull up, turn off his oxygen or whatever? Anyway, we're getting too in the weeds about the details of the plot. But I just thought it was so dumb. They just kept doubling down and making them evil. Yeah. Um, we did see on the TV screen a guy who's like, it looks like he's playing an ambassador or president, and he's an actor that I recognized. Um, and the person who's going to be playing the uh, admiral in the next episode, um, he's an actor that I recognize. So maybe we'll get a little bit more juice out of that. Um, so, oh, and there, this is a, just a funny aside, and we're going to need to take a break just in here in a second. Um, but... Uh, as far as the again the show like veering between feeling really expensive and feeling very amateurish, there's all this cool stuff where they show a space station and then the alien comes in and you know he's uh, and the alien's apparently Pac-Man because I was making a Pac-Man <laughs> gesture with my hand, um, but yeah the that all look great and then they have the interiors of the of the of the um, Earth military ships 
they look pretty good. They don't look bad or anything. Yeah. But there's a part where Halsey like walks into her lab and there's like this, it's supposed to be like this huge heavy metal door that's like sliding open. Yeah. And like you get, can, you can get tricked because of the, you know, sound effects and everything that's, you know, movie magic. Yeah. So it like opens and it's like, and when it, when it uh, closed, you can see it's wobbling. Really? Yeah. You can see like this, like someone bumped into this, to the set. And that's know. like some Ed Wood level amateurism for a show that costs us much. Anyway, I sound way more negative on the show because I, I do want to point out the, the issues that it has because I don't want to get anybody trying to go watch it, especially if you don't like Halo. But there wasn't that many issues. It was just like I, I love overall. Yeah, I love the universe. So I'm going to watch it, and I really had a great time with it. But And also, know. if they haven't seen the – if people don't really know what Halo is, I'm sure they'll still like it, and they won't know – they won't feel as upset about it the backstory of Master Chief. Yeah, but they'll still be upset about the fact that sometimes it feels really cheap and sometimes it feels really Yeah, expensive. I know. I'm just letting... You know what? It, I didn't like, talk about that. I, would, I was just saying that they wouldn't care about the, the, the UNSC being evil. Okay. Just, there's a different... I was just... That's all I was saying. Oh, I, obvious. Know, I know you're making a different point. Yeah. I'm sure they will care about the cheapness looking of the, of the show. Yeah. And sometimes... The, I don't want to say that it always looks cheap. It's kind of like the, this season of Book of Boa Fett. You know what I mean? Some of the episodes felt really good and really expensive. And some of the episodes felt like they were directed by Robert Rodriguez. And, <laughs> and this time they're just kind of putting a little bit of Robert Rodriguez into the one episode. Yeah. But thankfully he's not doing the action scenes. So we still got those. Yeah. Anyway, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. And when we get back, we're going to talk about the new Pixar movie, Red Panda. Now, a word from our sponsors. Welcome back to the Kids Things in the Podcast, and now we're talking about turning red, not red panda, Dad. <laughs> I can't believe I said red panda after. I thought it was a joke, and then I, I sighed. We're going to play it like it was a joke. I, re I really, really thought it was called Red Panda for a second, even though we said it wasn't. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, Red Panda. Um, I just want to let everybody know. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. I keep thinking it's a joke. It's turning red. Yeah, turning red. So just so that for full transparency, I wanted to talk about the new horror movie X this week. Because um, a lot of people are saying it's kind of a modern twist on Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, so I was really interested to see that. Why are you uh, talking about this? Solomon didn't want to. He wanted to watch this. I just didn't want to watch this weird horror movie about creepiness. It sounds weird. It doesn't even sound like a fun horror movie. It just sounds weird and creepy, and I don't want to watch it. Well, instead we watched And gross. And I don't Panda, want to talk about it on our, on our good, sweet, wholesome podcast. We talk about horror movies on this podcast all the time. Horror movies are different from this horror movie. It's a sick, <laughs> sick film. It's directed by Ty West. He's like, uh, you know... Indie horror darling, an indie horror dar whatever we're talking about red panda turning red. Ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're talking about red panda, and um, yeah. So this is the newest movie from Pixar, and the reason I agreed to do it, or at least one of the reasons I did, is because this innocent little movie that got released, um, there the creators of the movie actually were quite upset about this. It got released directly to, um. Disney Plus. Disney Plus, not under behind a paywall, and not um, and not in really in uh, theaters except for in really small in, in not small. <laughs> it got a limited release and only in like big cities. Mm -hmm. Disney Plus is really 
wanting to put more stuff on it. And it's really rude. Well, I think you can see, I think Disney executives probably started to get some cold feet about this movie and getting a general release. And I think that they probably were correct because it has gotten a huge amount of backlash, mostly because of a lot of Karens on Facebook who are whining about anything that doesn't represent their culture, doesn't look like how they think the world should work. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's one reason I also wanted to watch it. Stop doing that weird thing with your hands. It's so distracting. What do you mean? I'll break both of your thumbs <laughs> off and stick them up your nose. They don't even know what's happening. They can see there's a, there's a camera Not- and I can see and it's really distracting. The people listening, I was doing the little turtle thing where you put two hands on top of each other and then you move your thumbs like they're swimming. It's really fun. I'm it's just, really irritating that you keep doing weird, bizarre things I'm not with your body. even doing talk. bizarre things. Solomon's basically the red panda. That's why he's doing this right now. <laughs> yep, going through adolescence and has to act like a, a weirdo all the time. I'm not. To I'm annoy just, me. To just to, just purposely to... Sorry, I was having skin. heartburn and then I was just wanting to like just use some hand movements. No, just stop it. Just... Just sit there like a normal person. I have been, except Keep for your red panda inside of yourself repressed. That's the message of this movie. Not at all. Anyway, I'm just joking. I'm trying I'm to rebel against I'm trying you. To, I'm trying to play into the type of the of the mother in the movie at the beginning. Good job. Um, but if you do that turtle thing again, we'll break both of your thumbs off. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So people are, people are mad about this movie. People actually are actively mad. People are banning it. People are refusing to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, so... That, I guess, made it worth it. They're also putting large, long rants on Facebook about it. Yeah, they're getting shared by everybody, including people in my inner circle. They're getting shared by people in my inner circle, but because they think it's funny. Yeah, well, that's kind of happening also. It's getting shared because it's funny, and it's getting shared by people who believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is all the fuss about Solomon, and is it valid? Do you it's think? It's not uh, well, let's let's name what some of the complaints before we even we're not even gonna, we're not even going to talk about the movie yet. But let's just name some of the complaints. We're not even going to talk, talk about this movie on this podcast. I think it'll be really funny once we are talking about the plot of the movie for people to be remembering what the complaints already were. If we say at the outset or at the outset, if we say at the end, then um, it won't be quite as amusing. Mm-hmm. So a promotes uh, witchcraft and sorcery. Yep. Um, B, it promotes rebelling against your parents when you're a kid. Yep. And kids being disrespectful. Uh, it supposedly celebrates children breaking the rules and having rebellious friends and sneaking out of the house. Um, and three, and most egregious for some people, it has the audacity to talk. And just so you know, not in any explicit detail, but just at all about uh, female puberty and mm-hmm. mentions, uh, you know, periods and tampons. And Not the tampons, guys. <laughs> that was scary. Um, and, yeah, was there anything else? Was, did I cover everything? I think so. Oh, they say sexy once? <gasps> yeah, they say sexy, apparently. <laughs> they did say sexy. I remember that. And They also say uh, gyrate. But I, and, uh, and, and to be clear, this movie is rated PG. You know what I mean? It's one of the few Pixar movies that's rated PG. So it's not... They say parental guidance. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not Y7. So uh, that's, you know, up to 13 years old. And it's, it's a movie about 13-year-olds going through 13-year-old things, specifically 13-year-old girls. So um, anyway, that's out of the way. So why don't you tell us a little bit, just really quickly, give us one of your classic plot synopses. Synopsises? Oh, synapses. I, I didn't realize you were done with your uh, thought slash sentence. Um, okay, so like, 
Hmm. How do I wow, do this? Wow, you're already bored of even talking about this movie. No, I'm not. I was just stretching my body out like a cat, mm-hmm. like a panda. The pandas uh, don't stretch. Their, they do stretch. They just fall out of trees. No, that's that's koalas. No, I watched a whole video montage of panda bears falling out of trees, and it's really funny. That is really funny. Have you seen the baby pandas sneezing? No. Oh, my God. Give us your plot synopsis. Uh, give us your plot synopsis. Um, so, a girl... Um, is oh. going is has the power is is a panda. <laughs> the, girl, the girl can turn into a panda, and uh, where we watch all the hijinks and crazy things that this girl experiences to get to a boy band. That was pretty horrible. How that was the plot. You started getting to you started doing it at the end, but yeah, it's about a girl. The main thing it's about is about a girl going through puberty. She's a panda. The panda and the turning into a red panda, clearly just a metaphor for going through puberty. Yeah, but it's... but It makes her out of control. But it's literally it a make, panda. It makes her hot. Yeah, she turns literally into a red panda. I'm not saying that she didn't. Um, but it's a. I said it's a metaphor. Yeah, but why would I say... Why would I talk about the metaphor when I'm just telling her what the Because the is? movie, the title of the movie, everything about the movie is a metaphor for just going through puberty and adolescence. Yes, I understand. Very obviously. But... So I think it should be baked right in the synopsis. So yeah, that's what it's about. And yes, her going to a boy band and whatever. Uh, and the boy is band's part of like it. the main goal of the. Yeah, they're trying to raise money to to go see this band. And um, one thing that's very specific and is needs to be mentioned is that she is uh, Asian Canadian, and the director is also Asian Canadian. The movie is set in Toronto. I think it's the first time it's ever been done. Um, shout out to Toronto and all my Canadian homies. <laughs> Um, that was real goofy. Um, yeah, and so I have a huge affection for Canada. I went to college in Canada. Um, I've only been in Toronto once, but I thought it was amazing. Um, I like Canada because of Kim's convenience. Yeah, love Kim's convenience also. Um, and and so there's a very specific cultural aspect to this um, where there is uh, a lot of uh, Asian, Asian religion in the movie. There's mm-hmm. a very specific uh, conversation around the dynamics uh, between parents who expect you to uh, behave a very strict, specific way. Yeah, and I think that's that's universal. I don't think it's specific to that community, but I just wanted to mention that because it is an important part of the movie that gives it its very specific identity. Yeah, you're like pushing pushing your uh, I can't think of the word right now, but like having such uh, high standards, right, for your kids. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like, and I'm going to go ahead and slap back at some of these, these online Karens, at least part of it, I'm going to say is because, uh, it's a culture that they don't want to have anything to do with, you know, they don't want to know about temples and lighting incense to, you know, ancestors or to certain spirits or whatever. It's not part of their culture. They believe they don't believe in it. And so they think that basically it shouldn't be made, shouldn't be shown. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not saying that they're so awful that they're trying to like tell people they can't make it but they definitely are trying to get people to not watch it and i think that's one of the huge reasons um and then i don't the least the less i say about the bizarre puritanical refusal to have any discussion with your kids about uh sexuality in any way even as it's happening to their bodies and saying it's it's something that uh children sure if if it's a four-year-old uh, maybe maybe um, you don't want to have to explain what periods are to them, but uh, 
even then, so what? It's something that happens to, it's a human thing that just happens with your body. Also, depending on how young they are, they don't even have to explain anything. Exactly. They I could can. literally just be like, oh, those are just some medicine. Yeah, and like, and if you're, if you're watching with your 12 or 13 year old, then they should know. Yeah, they should already have like either, probably have even seen it in class or something. Just so they're learning. It's, it's so, it's so obnoxiously puritanical to me that it, it just drives me insane. Yeah. This, this. We're in 2022. We're not even talking about anything controversial. You know what I mean? It's literally just a fact about the human body. Yeah, and they don't, like I said, they don't go into any explicit detail about it at all. They just, like, use some euphemisms for it. Yeah, you know what I mean? and then, the, the, like, the, the main, I don't think they even say the word period. I think they, they just don't. say, like... They just say, and then this happens at this time of the month, and that's whenever the... The red peony blooms or whatever. The, the red, the blood moon... No, they say the red peony blooms at one point in the movie. Oh, really? Yeah, maybe you should have paid attention since it's your favorite movie in the whole world. I didn't even say that. Um, you, you didn't say it was your favorite movie in the whole world? I said it was really good. We're both talking in a really, really slurry way. I don't know why. It's like we got drugs. So. Um, so I will say, though, that for the first about 50 minutes of this movie, I did not think that I was going to be able to get into it. It was a very specific type of story told in a very specific way. From a very specific point of view, yeah, also. Yeah, and, and for very specific, it, I don't. I'm not saying this was the only audience, but it was really feeling, uh, feeling to me like it was targeted feeling. at. Uh, yeah, what did I say? You said feeling. I thought you said at first you said feeling. Okay, just funny. Uh, and that audience is seemed like it was 13 year old girls. Or, There's yeah. a very specific way that the characters act. And the things that they're interested in and the things that were being discussed in the movie and the themes of the movie. And don't get me wrong. I love me a boy band, but. I love boy band stuff. That wasn't part that I didn't feel. <laughs> That's the only part I was connecting to at that point. But yeah. the boy band wasn't really in it very much. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it took me a little bit of time to to get into the movie. As it started to broaden out and be more about um, familial expectations, disappointing your parents, learning to be your own person. Yeah. The more the more general parts of adolescence and puberty that it, it, everybody can relate to, that's when I was able to really yeah. dive into the movie. And that actually made me appreciate the specificity of the movie at the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, so what about you? Did you kind of engage from the very beginning? Not really, honestly. I was kind of tired and I was just trying to like get through it because I wanted to finish the movie. Yeah, it took us two days to watch it. It did. But we, we did start it really late at night the first time. Yeah, we, t we had to take a break. But once I started again from the second half, I was like, it, I think, yeah, it did take a little bit to find. I, it took me a little bit to find the movie. Weird, because you were arguing with me the whole time after we turned it off. I, I wanted to finish it because I was saying it wasn't, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't, like, connecting with me. And it didn't, it wasn't, there was nothing, like, drawing me towards it. But like you said, once it started getting to like universal themes, it was a lot of fun. And the movie just starts going like, just it starts doing more. Because at first it's just a girl turning into a panda. Right. You know? Once it gets to the second half, it starts going like crazy. And it's a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, what did you think about the art style? I mean, that's a th Pixar movies are known for being Honestly, gorgeous. Where do you I think it falls? I thought it was really pretty. I, I, uh, once I finished the movie, I was talking to my friends about it. And... Um, I kept telling him I thought it was really gorgeous, like uh, the assets and stuff, like the candles and like the flat, like the the, the cherry blossoms, um, and also the the city itself was really pretty, and I really liked the like the the architecture of the, because I know it's, of it's Toronto of Toronto, yeah. Well, you should go up there sometime. I would love to. I invited you to go up there for my friend's wedding, and you did, said you didn't want to go. You did not invite me. You said, "Damn Yankees!" <laughs> so dumb. I asked to go. Um, 
So I thought that the, you know, Pixar and Disney have had a run of really gorgeous movies. And I don't think any of them, even, even their early ones, uh, anyone, most people, most animated, most animation studios can't hold a candle to. Um, so it's, I'm certainly not going to say this is an ugly movie or it's an unattractive movie in any way. I will say that it's so, it's very well directed and the director had a very specific vision in mind for what she wanted this animation style to look like. So it's 3d animated, but the way that the characters kind of move, it's almost like there's a couple of frames missing, but it's done on purpose, right? So they kind of feel like they're moving in a kind of jerky way, like old cartoons, yeah, like, like old thirties cartoons maybe. And I... Only some of the characters. I feel like one character does that a lot more than the others, you know? Like, But during, like, certain scenes, the characters do... Yeah, it's like when people do, like, fast movements. but And, and then the way the characters' faces are designed, their mouths are designed, the way they move, those feel like they're supposed to evoke funny page comics. Like, com- you know what I mean? Like, you'd see in the back of a newspaper. Yeah. I just now... I just now realize that I tried to explain to you what a funny page was by describing something else that you probably have never seen before, a newspaper. I have seen a newspaper before. <laughs> but you know what I mean? You know the funny pages? Yes. Do you not think that that kind of was going for that? Yeah, I can see I can see what you mean. Um, and the unfortunate part of that is I hate that art style. <laughs> so gosh. it's like so well done. And it, by the end of the movie, I was in, in the plot enough that it wasn't bothering me. And I will say it was it was a very, very gorgeous movie. But that is just not an art style I liked. I've never bounced off of an art style this hard since The Good Dinosaur, yep. where I just hate, hate, hated. I was so angry whenever I found out that they were when I first found, when I first found out they were making a Pixar movie about dinosaurs. I was so excited, and I was so angry when I saw the first trailer. And I was like, Pixar is finally making a dinosaur movie, and they're using this. Wallace and Gromit-y looking art style that I cannot stand. Not that I don't like Wallace and Gromit, but it's a very specific style that works in, you know, claymation. Yeah. I don't think we say claymation anymore. That's like an old-timey term. I say claymation. Stop animation. Yeah, sure. That also works. Um, I didn't like their mouths because I didn't like the teeth-to-mouth ratio. Yeah. Because whenever I saw see them, their mouths, it was like two big top teeth and two big bottom teeth and that's all i could see that's all you how close to the tv were you sitting maybe well, that was the problem no i mean like they were like whenever they're doing this like with their mouth very small open smallly opened well you could only like see, i like, said two teeth. It, and it, it, it was because the mouths were accentuated right like the heads were kind of like smaller on top and then it would kind of be bigger at the bottom around the mouth yeah so they could have these big you know rounding mouth <laughs> movements yeah um yeah i just i didn't like it I did not like the art style, but that, but, but I want to be clear. It's just uh, my personal choice. Yeah, my personal it still preference. looks great. It's just, yeah, my dad. Yeah, I just don't like that. Um, and, and I would say that it doesn't have the denseness of a movie like Encanto or uh, like the visual denseness of Encanto or like Coco. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, we're talking about like just such epic. And I think that's another reason that Disney probably put it on Disney+. Plus. And again, I understand why the, the director might be upset or and the people that are involved because they feel like, you know, their movie that's about a very specific culture is getting shunted aside. You know what I mean? Because they think it's not going to be profitable enough. But look, I, I think I'm going to have to side a little bit with the studios on this just by saying it is a specific story, but it's also, it's also a pretty small story. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I, I just, even though I think it's, it's gorgeous... It, it doesn't have that huge epic feeling of a movie like even like Encanto does. You know what I mean? And that movie is basically just straight up musical. But yeah. it has this kind of bigness to it. Um, I mean, I feel like it could be. I don't feel like the first half could be 
in a movie theater. But I feel like it would look great, like the second half, because that's whenever all the big stuff is happening. I'm not saying it wouldn't look good at the movie theater. I'm saying that I understand why the studio probably said, let's just put this on Disney Plus, make it a Disney Plus thing, and we're not going to try and do a big theatrical release because maybe it's not really the kind of movie that needs that. Yeah, I mean, I understand that. And also, I think, honestly, it probably found a much bigger audience this way. Yeah, because people were actually like like, turning it on and not like scrolling through all these reviews seeing like, oh, this is happening and this. Oh, I don't want to send that message to my kids. I feel like it was a good way for every single person to see it. Well, and uh, honestly, these Facebook Karens, which so funny to me is like these this this one person specifically. I'm not going to say what her name is. Not that she listens to this or anything but i'm we not don't trying want, <clears throat> to dox her i'm not trying to get her doxed i mean she's probably getting doxed herself <laughs> but um she wrote this really long thing with all these you know points about why you shouldn't see the movie or you shouldn't let your kids watch it especially if you're you know religious um and what's funny is that went viral and she amended the post <clears throat> to be even more specific about what she didn't like about it and then was talking about how she was getting all this hate from people for just saying her truth or whatever but that went so viral that, yeah, I'm sure it turned a bunch of people off, but there were people that already would have agreed with her anyway. Yeah. What it also did was it made a lot of people who aren't so weird and puritanical about their teenager watching a movie that makes allusions to, you know, menstruation, menstruation to want to watch the movies with their kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of people, I think probably at least it, I'm hopeful that at least as many people as that lady was able to turn away from the movie who probably weren't going to watch it anyway, um, actually ended up watching it on purpose who wouldn't have watched it before. Yeah. Cause I do know a lot of people that don't normally watch animated stuff, uh, who watched it just because they wanted to see what all the fuss was about. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they were very disappointed cause it wasn't anything at all. Well, I mean the fuss is still there. Right. And then they got to watch a fun movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying they're disappointed that they had to watch the movie. I'm saying they're disappointed because there was barely anything that they should have been fussing about at all. Yeah, it's yeah. so stupid. Now, and this is another thing. I, I, ha- I have a feeling because it's discussing um, slightly more mature or at least more um, instant re- instantly relatable uh, topics that that's part of the reason why critically it's so highly rated. It's one of the highly highest rated right now on Rotten Tomatoes, like Pixar movies. Wow. Um, and a lot of the critics are saying stuff like the most hysterically funny movie I've seen all year, the funniest movie Pixar's ever made. This may not be the most epic movie, but it's definitely the funniest movie. I'm gonna say, I, I didn't laugh one time. I yeah, I don't remember laughing. I didn't laugh a single time in the movie. I just enjoyed. I just thought it was a good, fun watch. Yeah, I was very happy that I watched it at the end. But yeah, I mean, I I would probably, um, I would definitely put it towards the bottom of of. of Pixar's library. Now that's a very not like there's. Let's do let's do it. Let's do a quick tier system of how we would rate these Pixar movies. Because I want to be clear. <laughs> Why are you doing that? What are you? What is that? Is that what is that bothering you? No, it's not. Um. So I want to be clear when I say the bottom. I wouldn't put it in. Stop doing that. <laughs> I had to keep telling you to stop doing stuff, and no one knows what we're talking about. So hopefully the audience can at least feel my frustration of knowing that you're sitting over there doing a lot of really irritating. All things. I did was look to camera. Oh. But this is what if they can't see the camera? <laughs> I just told them. Anyway, um, I just want to make be clear whenever I say the bottom that I'm not talking about that it's down there with planes and cars three. Okay, <laughs> that's the only reason I'm doing it. So you should stop being a you know. No, what I about understand it. why you're doing it. Um, so yeah, funny. there's a tier of of. 
basement level Pixar movies that are the only Pixar movies that I would consider not good. And it's like, yeah, like Planes. I don't even remember. I Cars forgot 3, that Planes was real. Cars 2. Well, Planes that just went straight to video, actually. It's the only Pixar movie that went straight to video. Um, and then I would put Cars 1 is like right on the edge of that basement level. But I don't love it. Cars but, 2 is above Cars 1. They're all not I good. I love Cars 2. That movie's awesome. You're not going to get me on board with any movie that has Cars Larry the Cable Guy Cars 2 has James Bond cars in it, and I love it. I hated that movie. You, I hate the Cars universe, so that's... I don't love the whatever. Cars universe either, but I love Cars 2. But yeah, so it'll be Cars, right the Cars level, and then right above that, we have the, the, the actual bottom tier. You know, that's the basement level. The actual yeah. bottom tier is where you'd put, like, the good dinosaur and Brave, and now... Probably put at the top of it this Red Panda Bear movie. And then it goes to, like, the best movies? Yeah, then we start getting up into, like... So a lot of people consider Finding Nemo to be, like, pinnacle Pixar. I don't like Finding Nemo very much. It just never... I don't know why. I like but, Finding well, Nemo, but I don't, I don't think it's the pinnacle of Pixar. A lot of people do. So I would put... I would personally put Finding Nemo, like, in that... It's the a classic, second but... tier is, like, Finding Nemo, Monsters University. Inc. No, I put Monsters Inc. towards the top. I put Monsters Inc. at the at the bottom of the top. Gosh, <laughs> it's like so it's weird like, tier it's, system. Like, it's like all those Toy Story movies are at the top. Uh, the Incredibles movies, even um, two, huh? Even two. You didn't like Incredibles two? I did. I was just usually yeah. you don't you put the sequels lower places. No, nope. what I'm noticing. I put all the Toy Story movies. I said up there. That's true. That's true. It's true. Um, and yeah. yeah, at the bottom of that is Monsters, probably being Monsters Inc. Bottom of the top. I love that movie. Though. I saw it in the movie theater and I cried. Monsters Inc. I know, and I was like a. I, I cried at Monsters University. Well, then why are you making fun of me? That's not even a sad movie. I don't know. I just don't remember crying at Monsters Inc. Do you remember what it's about? Not really. I just remember. Oh yeah, I did cry because then they had to give. Yeah. All right. Either way, I mean, I think Monsters Inc. and the toys, most of the Toy Story movies, the newest Toy Story movie, not so much, but Monsters Inc. and the Toy Story movies, I actually find to be very, very funny. Oh, Coco, I probably would put up there in the Coco's top Coco's an excellent masterpiece. Um, Coco's great, heart, heartwarming, makes you laugh, makes you cry, but it does make you laugh. That's the, that's the reason I'm saying that. And like, good music. Um, so maybe there's a very specific type of uh, audience that finds the way that the animation moved and the, and the jokes that they were making really funny, or maybe really resonated with them. And I think it probably does help if you, at some point in your life, were a 13-year-old girl. You know what I mean? I just feel like it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Might... Um, bring back some more memories than it does for me. Um, so, but yeah, I just, um, all that to say, I put, I put it down in there and I'm putting it there just because I didn't think it was particularly uh, funny um, and I didn't think it was particularly visually interesting. I thought it was visually gorgeous. Um, well, I don't really have anything else to say about Red Panda the movie. So what about you? Red Panda the movie. <laughs> Did you have anything you wanted to add before we, we drop our rating system on them? Not a whole lot, honestly. I did like the boy band, though. They were hot, all of them, all five of them. Good to know, good to know. Yeah, good to know, good no, to know. Wonder, no wonder they have crushes on them. Um, but yeah, not a whole lot, not not too much. By whole, not a whole lot, you mean nothing else? Is that what you're trying to say? I mean, not nothing of, yeah, nothing noteworthy. Anyway, uh, in conclusion, there is, unless... Any of the things that we described sound horrible to you. If you are particularly religious and the idea of seeing um, another culture's like uh, religion practice, if that scares you, if you're afraid that your children, I promised myself actually that I wasn't going to be sarcastic when I said this, and I can't help it. I keep being so sarcastic. 
<laughs> I was going to be like, and if that's okay, then, you know, maybe it's not for you. And instead I'm like, and if you're afraid your children are going to start worshiping other gods and like lighting incense and whatever, but come on, it's a, it's a kid's movie. Don't be so uptight. Um, so yeah, uh, I think the, the controversy vastly overblown. You should know that it is rated PG for a reason. You know what I mean? If you want to make sure that you're sitting there with your kids so that they do have any questions that you're there to talk to them about it, totally hundred percent valid. Um, but this is a absolutely age appropriate movie mm-hmm. for for most people. Um, with that being said, I will probably give um, Panda Goes Home seven out of ten bamboo shoots. That's what I was thinking. I was, I was thinking a seven, seven or yeah. eight. Yeah, I'll give it a seven point five. Um, not red pandas because they're not red pandas. They're well, just red <laughs> pandas, but not a red panda. All right, that it's works a, for me. Yeah. All right, hopefully next time we'll be re- uh, doing a horror movie or something, now that we did this movie. We'll see. I think I want to watch some more 13-year-old horror movies. We maybe should watch, like, Equestria, the show. No. Maybe we should watch My Little Pony. All right, we'll see you later, guys uh, and gals. And we're going to watch My Little Pony. We're going to review all three movies. That's enough. Love we're you done. guys. Bye. Gucci. Make sure you subscribe, follow us on Kids Stays in the Picture on Instagram, or follow us on RogueMediaNetwork.com. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.